Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sports by the Hour podcast. This is Ethan Schapp. Evan Sillick. And Matthew Schwab. And uh, today we're talking about the championship rounds. Or round. The first game we're going to talk about is the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City won this game 35-24. Who wants to go first on this one? Uh, I just want to talk about uh, the Chiefs' defense and their actual defensive game plan. I thought that it was absolute genius, you know, forcing Ryan Tannehill to throw because... Ryan Tannehill is, he's not bad, but he's also not the best, and he can't really lead his team past the powerhouse that is Kansas City Chiefs. He can't outscore Patrick Mahomes, uh, but Derrick Henry easily had the ability to, and the Chiefs had a defensive game plan uh, in which most times they had six people, six, sometimes even seven people right there with him waiting on the line. Um, They would rush five most plays. try to get him stopped in the backfield, not give him any room to work. And uh, that was able to hold him to only uh, 69 yards rushing um, on 19 carries, which is an average of 3.6, which compared to his previous two games in the postseason is pretty horrendous. Um, And on the Chiefs side, uh, on the offensive side at least, Patrick Mahomes – doing what Patrick Mahomes does best, um, 294 yards, 23 of 35, uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 97.5 QB rating, uh, and a 120.4 pass rating. Um, he also led the team in rushing on eight carries for 53 yards, including an absolutely amazing, what was it, 29-yard run? 27. 27-yard run uh, in which he head-faked a defender to get to the edge, Ran down the sidelines, cut back inside, and went full John Elway helicopter spin, standing up around three Titans players, and somehow somehow managed to get into the end zone. Um, Sammy Watkins also had a huge day, uh, Chiefs leading receiver. Uh, he had seven catches for 114 yards and a touchdown. Tyree Kill also had a productive day, five catches, 67 yards for two touchdowns. Um, the I want to talk about the Titans because this was kind of a fluke. This whole this whole run was a fluke. I don't think the Titans are ever going to get back to this position. Um, I think that this was just a string of great games by Derrick Henry uh, that kind of pulled them pulled them along. Um, and I don't think I think if they do get back to the playoffs next year, I feel like people are going to be more prepared for that, uh, seeing as what the Chiefs did. Um, Force Ryan Tannehill to throw. Ryan Tannehill, he's he's not bad, but he's not good, and he's not going to be able to get by you, especially if you're an offense like Baltimore or Kansas City. Ryan Tannehill cannot outscore the Baltimore offense or the Kansas City offense. So I feel like if the Titans get back to the playoffs next year, I feel like teams will be much more prepared to take them down right away. All right. I have to personally disagree on pretty much if not wholeheartedly with you with the Titans on how you said they would never make it back to this point um why why do you say that is it you just think that they're gonna be more reliant every they think because I mean this whole season it hasn't just been a Derrick Henry show this postseason has been Derrick Henry and the the last game of the regular season Derrick Henry but the other games, Ryan Tannehill was throwing for 300-plus yards, two-plus two touchdowns every single game, A.J. Brown breaking out, Corey Davis being a stud. No, okay. Um, I think that they're going to they're gonna get back to the playoffs, but 
they're going to have to face a young, talented Bills team. They're going to have to face a Baltimore team that's young, talented. They're going to have to face a Chiefs team that's young and talented. Texans and Colts. Texans, Colts. The competition just completely overpowers them. But they beat the Ravens. No, not only they did beat, they beat them, they pretty much dominated them. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Patriots with arguably their dynasty still alive. I don't think... And teams will be much more prepared for them next year because I'm, they know what their game plan will be. I believe that teams were prepared for them, and they knew it was com- knew going into it, Derek Henry would be a problem, and they failed to stop it. Baltimore has a better defense than Kansas City, and Kansas City ran a better defensive scheme and was able to stop Derek Henry. Kansas City... Kind of, I, I don't want to say crack the code because it's pretty simple. You know, rush more people, uh, force who I think is kind of an average at best quarterback into throwing the ball more. Um, I mean, he went 21 for 31, 209 yeah, yeah, yards no, and know, two he touchdowns. He didn't, he didn't, not bad at you all. know, he didn't play bad. I mean, for what it is, I mean, he, he, he hasn't played bad at all, but uh, Tannehill does have a history of being inconsistent. I mean, there are seasons where he's looked Pro Bowl esque, and then there are seasons where well, only there are seasons other. where he's looked like Mark Sanchez. I mean, he only he only plays half of his seasons because of injuries, so it's I don't think it's right to say that he's inconsistent when he can't even play for half the time. And that's a good thing. Well, I never like, said that's a good thing. I just don't think it's called inconsistency. I, I just think he has a injury well. Then problem. if Tannehill gets injured, they're gonna go back to Mariota, and we all know how Mariota works. I don't out. think they'll have Mariota. I think they won't have Mariota next year because it's a contract year for both oh, of them. Oh yeah, no, yeah, mind. yeah, yeah, no, never mind about that. Uh, who would they go to then? Yeah, <laughs> I just don't. I don't think the Titans are gonna get any worse. They're not. They're not. All, okay. All of their, they're they're going to retain Derrick Henry I'm going, because they're, if they don't keep him, the fan base would erupt. I'm gonna agree with you. The Titans. I'm not saying that the Titans are gonna get worse. I'm saying that the teams around them are going to get better. Do you think they'll be back in the AFC Championship next year? No. I think they stand a chance to. There's always a possibility, but I think that the farthest that they go is the divisional round. Um, I don't think so personally. I don't think the Bills are. The Bills would need to have a huge offseason to compete with these teams the texans need to get a defense as of right now so they can beat the texans i, I believe pretty easily they can they can beat the texans so they're, they're gonna have two free wins in the regular season yes um, i think they'll split with the texans really i don't think the texans are getting any better i think they, titans will get texans better split. texan they're texans are getting year, right? texans are getting worse their texans are getting worse i think the shot watson's good the shot watson's good but yeah, his team around Deshaun him is Watson getting worse I mean, the, the titans defense isn't nothing that Amazing. I never said it was anything amazing. So you got two good offenses. But they, they did hold the Ravens to the, the least scoring game. I'm, I'm pretty sure this whole season. It was. It was the first game in all season where the Ravens scored I mean, you less have, you than have to put that 20. into account that it's the number one offense. Oh, I, I had a good game. Yeah. I mean, next year they'll be great. I don't know. I, th- I think they'll make it back to the AFC Championship. I, I think that's a little too far. Yeah. At, at least for now. They, I, they I do need a couple more pieces. I don't think it's right to say they'll never get back to oh, this I point, though. Never. I just want to pick them. When I'm doing my brackets next year, I'm not going to have them. Unless they're a totally different team next year. As I mean, much better as... You never know what's going to happen over the offseason. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like as much better as Tennessee can get all the other teams in the AFC that are, A, you know, much better to begin with, uh, and B, are much more desired free agent destinations. For me, other than the, other than the Texans... I mean, not Texans. I'm sorry. Other than the Chiefs and the Ravens, I think the rest of the AFC is very mediocre. 
There's yeah. a lot of young teams, but a lot of those young it's, teams have talents and they're going to get better with experience. And I think the Bills are going to be a fantastic team in the next coming years. I mean, the Bills have a major flaw, and it's Josh Allen. If he if he can't hone in his his long passes, which is what oh, yeah. they drafted him to do, he's not going to be. I mean, he's a great guy and not turning the ball over, but who cares if you're not turning the ball over if you can't get downfield? But moving back to the game. Um, for me, breakout player of this game was Honey Badger. Oh yeah. Honey I mean, Badger's this insane. isn't his only great game of the season, but like, this just showed how dominant he can be, and he's finally back to his Cardinal days. He was amazing. He had nine total tackles and six solo tackles. Yep. He was fantastic. Just all over the field. Uh, yeah. And he did. Mahomes hit. is obviously playing out of his mind, and he has put this team practically not not practically on his back, with four total touchdowns. 292 yards in the air and 53 yards rushing. Obviously, that great rushing play by him. Uh, Tennessee, you you didn't turn the ball over, so that's that's good. But <laughs> you didn't you didn't score enough to beat the Chiefs, who are probably one of the highest scoring, if not the highest scoring teams in the league right now. Honey Badger had a huge hit on. Uh, I think it was was it AJ Brown or Corey Davis. Corey. Corey. Also, they clapped, uh, Swearinger clapped Tannehill when he rushed someone. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Schwab pretty much pointed out everything I want to talk about. Um, like Patrick Mahomes' big run and the Kansas City defense uh, shutting down Derrick Henry. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, though, is this Kansas City team, especially in this playoff stance um, or run, has shown that no matter how big of a hole they fall into, it really doesn't phase them. Um, we all know in the divisional round they fell out down 24 nothing. This game they started off 10 nothing. And then it's kind of just like a belief that since they have Patrick Mahomes, they really just aren't worried about it. And then the next, next thing you know, they storm back to take the lead and then eventually win this game by 11. Um, one thing to note that their team, especially starting off in big holes, they've had some drop problems from players like Travis Kelsey. Um, and Tyreek Hill had a few. I know he had a one in the first quarter that would have been a big first down when they still had zero points. And this team really hasn't had drop problems all year long until we got to the playoffs where they showed they had dropped early in both games. Um, but they've overcome it, so uh, I don't think moving forward that's a big problem. I think it's just just another thing that to look at that they overcame it. Um, I'm not sure if these guys read you uh, total yards, but Kansas City had a total of 404 yards. Tennessee's 295. Time of possession was actually pretty even. Surprisingly, the, the Titans, one of their main game plans is to run the ball and keep the ball away from... Uh, opposing offenses, especially against yeah, especially against the Chiefs. But the Titans only had it for 30 minutes and 10 seconds to the Chiefs 29 50 seconds, so it was only 10 second difference. And the first downs, Tennessee had 20 and the uh, Chiefs had 27. So next thing we're talking about is the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. Should we want to talk about us with them? Um, Green Bay, are you dead yet? What what was the what was the score? I think it was like third like 37 20. No, no, when Packers, like, before the Packers scored for the first time. What was, I think it was, think it was yeah, 27 to nothing. At halftime. Yeah, 27 to nothing at halftime. I I don't even, I mean, I kind of saw it coming, but I didn't know that it would be this bad. I mean, the Packers got absolutely destroyed by the Niners earlier at at Green Bay. Yeah, I was um, gonna say it's like you could have just watched Week Ten and you could have watched yeah. this game. I don't know why some people still had the Packers winning this. Like it, it kind of made no sense to me. I mean, the 49ers 
didn't even have to throw the ball. They threw the ball eight times and still won by three possessions. The only thing that would have made this game even a little bit different for the Packers is if they have Amos, but he was injured. Yeah, injured early so in the they didn't have a safety for the majority of the game. Keep in mind, this is these are two 13-3 and three teams. I mean, it just kind of shows, like... A difference? It, it shows... Uh, I've been hearing a lot from, like, other, like, main broadcasters that the Packers look like a 9-7 and seven or a 10-16. and 16. While the 49ers look like maybe a 14-2 team, a 15-1 team. That that showed more than ever. You don't see two 13-3 teams go up against one another and it end up this bad. Uh, like, I, like I said, I've been saying, and a lot of other people have been saying, there's nothing necessarily special about the Packers. They just find a way to win. Uh, there is something special about the 49ers. They're young, they're fast, they're talented. They have a great coach. They have arguably the best defensive line in the game. They have the second best rush attack in the game. I mean, they're running back depth. It's amazing. Raheem Moster, uh, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, uh, who's... Matt Breida. Uh, just, taking the mind, just taking the mind, McKinnon is pretty much a 95% chance not to play. Yeah. Well, he didn't play the yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's dangerous, though, when he does play. Yeah, it'll probably be a most of Breida show next yeah. game, and maybe a touch or two for Coleman, but also, I doubt it. Uh, speaking of Raheem Mostert, uh, the same man who was cut by seven different NFL teams uh, now is the first player in NFL history with 200 rush yards and four touchdowns in a playoff game. Um, he finished the day on 29 carries for 220 yards, 7.6 yards a carry, and four touchdowns. Uh, how do you let that happen? I mean, how do you... I guess I can understand 220 yards. I mean, Baltimore gave it up. New England gave it up. How, how, do, you, how do you let up that amount of yards and four touchdowns? Like... I think they just got out schemed. They had a great running plays that just destroyed it. Uh, Green Bay flawed yeah, like, D line. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, that was his longest run of the day. It was O line versus D line, and we all know Twin won that fight. Well, yeah, I mean the 49ers offensive line is—they're no it, scrubs. It's kind of, it reminds me a lot of the um not not because of like how they like in general play, but like do you guys remember the Ravens not this season but last season how they it was a lot of misdirection. Yes. And this one, I don't know if it's necessarily like they're just destroying like their one on ones, but I think they're redirecting the Green Bay Packers D line to like different sides of the ball. So they're just they're just opening up these huge gaps for Raheem Mostert to run and not be touched for thirty yards. Yeah, I mean, great story about Raheem Mostert though. Seven, I mean, seven, seven times being cut now is, I mean, showing signs of. Obviously, it's a great, it's a great, obviously, it's a great play, and he had a great game, but. He's been he's been great for the I past don't know couple of weeks. How much you can? I I attribute I a lot to the offensive line. Yeah, I don't know if I give this whole game to him. No, no, not at all. Because there's a reason he was cut from those seven teams. Yeah, I and mean he's solid. He like he he's good at what he does, but I have to attribute a lot of it to the play calling and the offensive line. But I mean anybody can run through a, a gap and run thirty yards without any touch, without being touched if it's that big of a gap. Zeke couldn't this year. <laughs> well, there wasn't that kind of gaps. <laughs> Well, he's not following the ball, so you yeah, that. Yeah, that is no. true. Yeah. yeah, ball protection. Yeah, ball security. Um, so in this game, uh, we haven't really talked much about the Packers. So, 
I'll read you some of the stats from the Packers. Aaron Rodgers threw the ball. He completed 31 of his 39 pass attempts for 326 yards. Uh, that's 8.4 yards per throw. He had two touchdowns, two interceptions, QBR of 22.3, and a passer rating of 97.2. Aaron Jones and the rushing game was pretty terrible, actually. 12 carries for 56 yards, 4.7 yards average, one touchdown, and they only, for a total rush, like, they only totaled 62 passing yards. How do, you throw, how, do you, how do you throw two interceptions to have a pass rating that high? Because he only threw eight completions, well, 39 I mean, yeah, targets. I mean, you meant you meant rushing yards, right? Yeah, only yeah rushing yards. They only had 62 rushing yards on the day. And then um, for receiving, the big receiver was actually Devontae Adams. Nine receptions for 138 yards, 15.3 yards per catch. Uh, I didn't think he'd have that many yards, but pretty much in the second half, when they, were, they didn't really target him that much in the first half because he was getting covered by Sherman in the safety. But in the second half, Aaron Rodgers knew he needed to score points, and they just started throwing to him, even though he was doubled, and he just kept catching the ball. Yeah. Never got in the end zone, but he got the, he moved the ball downfield, and they actually outscored the, uh, the uh, 49ers 20 to 10. You're good. Um, in the second half, I I do want to talk about the um, in the in the uh, 49ers rushing game. Um, they they did they had an amazing rushing day, obviously with the 220 plus yards just from Mostert himself. But I want to talk about uh, the big two players on the defense for the Packers had been Preston and Zadarius Smith, and they both came up pretty, in my opinion, small in this game. They they were supposed to be the grit of this defense, especially when Adrian Amos goes down, and they couldn't stop Mostert. So uh, that was my takeaway. Also, Sherman got the interception, and Emmanuel Mosley. So that was the two picks for uh, San Francisco. And, um, yeah, like overall, 49ers just really played – played a great game they beat another team that had 13 wins by three possessions and um this just furthers our point of when we were made when i was making my bracket i just really saw the 49ers and the saints kind of on their own tier with my third team would have been the vikings um just be the only reason why i don't like the vikings was because of uh Carlos, kirk, cousins. Kirk, kirk cousins but i mean he didn't even play that bad this year but uh i mean i think when they played the first time it just showed you how different these two teams were uh, I do want to say one thing in regards to Green Bay. I really like Matt Lafleur. I, I think I think he's a fantastic coach. Not not a lot of coaches can come in and in their first year, especially with a team that you know at times has struggles on defense and doesn't always have the best offensive pieces. I mean, he came in and he found ways to win. He got them to the NFC Championship, thirteen and three record. I think that he's had some of the best play calling. Uh, and designs out of anybody in the league, and I think that he has a very good future in Green Bay. I, for me, this game was, if you rely on your quarterback to do everything for you, it shows. Yep. Aaron Rodgers' workload got to him this game. He fumbled it three times. He only lost it one time, though. It was only a turnover one time, but he fumbled three times, threw two interceptions, a few close ones. When you rely that hard on a quarterback, he's bound to make mistakes, and it just shows that the you can't even on Aaron Rodgers you can't put that kind of workload because they're bound to make mistakes. That was our two biggest knocks on the Seahawks and the uh, Packers this year, or at least mine, was that they just expected way too much of their uh, quarterbacks. Even though some people try to say that Aaron Jones led this team, but I mean at the end of the day they have Aaron Rodgers and that's who they're going to really look to when it matters. And then with the Russell Wilson, as soon as he lost his running backs, it was definitely all on his back. Um, but yeah, so those are any other closing thoughts for this? Um, when I was for me, just like a watching the game, 
Uh, obviously, I saw whenever Aaron Rodgers is playing from behind, I'm I'm never count him out. But I saw him on the sideline with his head down. Usually, he's looking at a playbook, telling his teammates, "We got this." But he he gave he gave up like late second quarter, and from there on, it was just him lobbing the ball up to Devontae Adams. So like I don't know. Whenever I watch Aaron Rodgers, I see a spark. He wants to win, and he kind of just gave up. Yeah, being down twenty seven ten at twenty seven zero at halftime. Yeah, it's hard to. Especially Hard to take. I've especially, just I've just seen him come back from so many. Especially knowing that at the time the opposing quarterback had only thrown what three passes. I mean, he didn't have to. Yeah. It was real time. It was what an hour and a half of real time that he didn't throw the ball. Yeah. 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 I mean. I'm not, no, actually, on Jimmy Garoppolo, like, um, people are trying to hate on him for not throwing the ball. I mean, they did his game plan. It's he threw the ball eight times. Um, one target to Emmanuel Sanders for zero catches. One target for Kittle for one catch. Uh, that's what the game plan called for. Um, they're up by 27 points. Why start throwing the ball, stopping the clock, um, risking turnovers when you can just hand it to Mostert who's running for 7.6 yards per carry? All right, it just doesn't make any sense not to do that. There's no reason to risk throwing yeah. it, yeah. putting it in the air. Wait, as soon as you put it in the air, air especially, especially with guys like Kevin King, yeah. there's so always a chance to get an interception. As soon as you so. put it in the air, you, your, yeah. your chances to get a turnover skyrocket so why and you're getting first downs running the ball wasting the clock plus, why I mean, why fairly, would you stop plus i mean i'm fairly certain the 49ers have more uh rushing targets than receiving targets i mean they have receivers but. yeah they have receivers but <laughs> they've got a lot of running backs on that squad i mean i think amalian sanders and Debo is a good wide receiver yeah, duo they're not fantastic they're, 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 they're yeah, very good well <laughs> all right yeah i think we're good